Hi everybody and welcome to Take a Deep Breath. Today's breathcast is with Dave Florence. Dave runs a YouTube channel called The Evolution of Dave. I highly recommend you check it out. Links in the description below. Um, Dave's got a really fascinating journey. Dave also discovered Wim Hof. He wasn't in the place, he wasn't happy with his life a few years ago. And through the power of breath work, meditation, cold exposure, and a load of other things, he's got a very interesting journey to, to share with you guys today and a lot of practical things that we can implement straight away. Uh, this was a, a bit of a, a two-way podcast, actually, because um, we're going to co-release this on Dave's channel and on, on Take a Deep Breath. Um, so first time I've done something like that. So really great conversation. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. Uh, just a couple of quick messages before we get stuck into the breathcast. Uh, please like, subscribe, and share. It helps spread the message of the community, helps get the message of breath work out there, and it would be much appreciated if you could do that. Um, and uh, if you can afford a couple of quid, a couple of bucks, a couple of dollars over on Patreon, again, link below, um, much appreciated. And a massive thank you to everybody that supported us to date. It's, uh, it's, it's very appreciated. Okay, without further ado, let's get stuck into the podcast. Cheers. Okay, good morning, everybody. Uh, welcome to a uh, co-release podcast uh, between Take a Deep Breath and The Evolution of Dave. Um, and uh, I'm going to introduce myself first of all. Uh, so my name's Mike Mayer. I run Take a Deep Breath over on YouTube. Um, we started that channel, oof, probably about a year and a half ago. Uh, and it just covers all different types of breath work routines. Um, I trained with Wim Hof in 2016 in Poland. Uh, and then since then, went on to become a, a breathwork instructor with Patrick McEwen on the Oxygen Advantage. Uh, and very recently now, I've started doing podcast interviews with some, some really interesting guests. I'm really excited to, to sit down and co-release this with David. But that's me. I've got a bit of a corporate background. I'm sure we'll get into all this sort of stuff over the next hour. Uh, but, but really excited to, to meet you all and say hello. And I'll uh, shut up and hand over to David. That is quite an intro. <laughs> <laughs> my, my, my problem is that whenever I do an intro, I have to go, keep going, just stop rambling, stop rambling. <laughs> Me too. Um, uh, so, yeah, uh, I've done this a few times, so I'll keep it, I'll keep it as short as I possibly can. So, at uh, the back end of 2017, I had a bit of a wake-up call. Uh, it was quite literally a bang to the head. Um, and uh, this was after a, a sort of a, a night of, of heavy drinking. I was found by the side of the road and blah, blah, blah. Anyway. This caused me to think and act differently. I wanted to be a better, I know this is a cliche, but I wanted to be a better version of myself. So the very next day I thought, I thought, first of all, this is not how a husband and father should act. Therefore, I need to wake myself up from this kind of reverie. At the same time, I was watching YouTube videos on Wim Hof, uh, the Wim Hof method, and, and therefore I just jumped straight into a cold shower, literally. And I didn't want to transition. I didn't want to go from warm to cold. I, want the, I wanted the slap in the face of a cold. And it was midwinter. It was obviously winter time as well. Um, and that, that, that really did cause me to, to, you know, when I refer to it as a wake up call, it really was that. I, I woke up. Three months later, I thought after three months of doing the Wim Hof method, doing the breathing and, and getting excited by the whole thing and, and feeling those neurochemical rushes. Uh, I then thought I'm going to chronicle my journey. And that's when I created Evolution of Day, because I genuinely thought it's time for me to not evolve in the truest sense, but I wanted to enhance my physical and mental health. And that became my journey. And it was only really meant to be just, this is what I'm now doing. I'm trying this. If it works, great. And if it doesn't, but you know, I'll let you know how it works. And now it's kind of blossomed into lots of different things that we can discuss. Yeah. Uh, 
chat. Fantastic. Yeah, it reminds me a lot of, um, are you a fan of Gary Vee? Have you seen much Gary yes. Vaynerchuk stuff? Uh, and he always talks about, you know, chronicling your journey. Uh, and I think he, he quoted something like, imagine if Jeff Bezos of Amazon, uh, who I know not everyone's the biggest fan of, but imagine he'd been YouTubing from day one. Mm. You know, it would be so fascinating to go back and see people's journey. Yeah. And I love that about people on YouTube. You know, we, we, we kind of share that journey of where we're going. Uh, and if we make a mistake, that's okay. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, more I, the better. More, more, yeah, exactly, because people learn from that. And I think it's, it's an easy way to connect with people as well, especially when yeah. something's not gone, gone right. So, so, what, so you had that wake up, you, you did the cold shower. I'm just really interested. What happened next? What, 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 was, the, what was the next sort of days and weeks look like? After well, that? I, I really wanted, I actually said this on another channel. So in the 14th century, there, there were a group of uh, Catholics called the Flagellants. And they were known for obviously literally whipping themselves um, with flails <laughs> in order to, you know, it was, it was um, a way of absolving themselves of sins. Right. And in, a, in a way, that's kind of the psychology. I'm not religious, but at the same time, that was the psychology behind what I was doing. And very quickly, I moved from the cold shower in-house to the hose, which I've done every day since. Um, so, you know, over three years now of, of using the hose. Uh, sorry, just under three years, using the hose in the garden every day throughout the winter, throughout the summer. Um, it, and it, it, it sounds a little bit um, masochistic, doesn't it? You know, in the sense that I wanted to, it wasn't, it's not the same kind of thing as I wanted pain, but I wanted that, uh, you know, shaking me up uh, mm. feeling. So, but very quickly, I started to realize the benefits of the breath work. That was the really interesting thing. And, uh, because when you start delving into, as you know, when you start delving into breath work, you go from that, 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 that thought process of how can just breathing in a different way change your psychology as well as your physiology. Then you start practicing and experimenting with it. And initially you get those incredible highs. Yes. Um, with the Wim Hof method, those highs are nuts, uh, you know, and they don't last obviously because your body adapts like everything that we do, you and I do, you go through an adaptation phase. The body goes, Oh, what's this? Crikey. I better just pump you for, full of dopamine and serotonin and yada, yada, mm -hmm. yada, all these neurochemicals. And that's why you get these really big highs. Then it goes, okay, I see you're doing it every day. So let's just simmer that down a little bit and then you adapt. It's the same with intermittent fasting. You know, I've mm -hmm. gone through that process where you lose loads of weight uh, initially and you're thinking, should I really be doing this? And then your body adapts, it changes, and then you start regaining the weight again and it works. Um, so yeah, the breath work, I think I've, I've ever since delving into the cold, I've always loved it. Um, but it's the breath work, which has been the catalyst to much of the changes. So I don't know whether you've experienced this, Mike, but, um, I went from being somebody that was letting life direct me rather than me direct life. You know, I, I, I wasn't ambitious. I wasn't driven. I had my own business, but it was more owning a business out of necessity because I got sacked from another company. I was a recruitment consultant and, uh, and myself and the, my business partner at the time thought, I don't think anybody else is going to want to employ us. So let's just set up on our own. You know, mm -hmm. it, was, it, was that. it wasn't, it wasn't a, Ooh, I'm an entrepreneur. Let's create a business. It was more, a, uh, we, we may as well just do it on our own kind of thing. Yeah. So it was never ambition driven. It wasn't passion driven. Wasn't, it, you know, it was just a necessity more than anything else. And we did that for a good 10, 15 years. Um, so before all that, I didn't really have a huge amount of drive. I was a happy chap you know, uh, pretty mm -hmm. positive and looking for life experiences, but that was it. I wasn't, um, 
it, I wasn't in the same state that I am now. And I now realize, you know, after doing more and more research, so over the last three years, like you, I've continued building on my knowledge, learning different protocols, practices, but not just breath work, everything um, to do with enhancing my health. Um, but on the breath work, I now realize, especially after doing Soma Breath and the, and the stuff that I've learned through them, that the intermittent hypoxia bit of both the Wim Hof method, of both Soma Breath, really does create some very interesting things up here. Mm. I genuinely believe it, it helps to awaken dormant parts of the brain. Um, so uh, whether or not, I don't know whether you've experienced any of this kind of stuff. That's certainly one. Yeah. So, so I'll, I'll just share a little bit about <clears throat> my journey because I can build a bit of context. So yeah. um, I had a 15 year marriage that ended around 2016. Um, uh, and just before that, I was going through a bit of a transitional period of, of starting to get into podcasts and, and, and that sort of thing. And I think it was, there's, there's a, a YouTube channel, which I highly recommend people check out. I don't think they post anymore, but it's called The Journey of Purpose or TJOP. Mm. And um, on there, they would take different audio clips of different people. Uh, and there was one that I was absolutely obsessed with, and it was Steve Jobs and Alan Watts. And they put together a couple of um, audio clips of those guys talking with some beautiful music, some beautiful visuals. And that just kind of woke me to, oh, this is some really interesting stuff that's being said there. And then I got really into that channel. One video came out or I found a video about this guy called Joe Rogan. Um, who, the, who the heck? No idea. Who's no, that? Never watched Fear Factor. This is 2000, mm. 2015, maybe something like that. So he's, you know, he's big, but he's not, he's not big in kind of pop culture terms. You know, he's not on um, Saturday Night Live and all that sort of stuff being referenced. So uh, I listened to this one clip where he's talking about society um, and how we go to work um, so we can, afford, we can afford a pair of shoes we couldn't afford last week and we can afford a bigger TV and we can afford a shiny car. Um, and then I'm, I'm really, really butchering it. And he's like, and you do your 40 hours and you get home and you're just like this. <sighs> and he goes, that's your life. That's your life. And you, you've sold your life to live in a cubicle. And it, something just hit me. I was like, I've done 15 years in a corporation and you know, it wasn't all bad. I really learned so much. I'm really grateful for that. But at the same time, I was like, I spent 15 years in this corporation um, uh, and I have sold my life to, to do this. And I had a very closed mind to what else was out there. And I always had a feeling there might be some other cool stuff out there, but never allowed myself to, to get into it. So anyway, I'm listening to this Joe Rogan. I then find the podcast that is referenced. I think it's podcast 382, where I think a guest didn't turn up. So it's just him talking for like two hours. So it's, it's, uh, it's uh, you know, he's, again, we, we, you know, I think we're at 1505 now. So you can just imagine how long ago it was. Um, so that, yeah, I'm listening to this podcast. And I'm thinking this guy's very confident. And I, is, he just, is he just a guy sitting in the bedroom, just talking? I don't know. Um, and then you get into it and I start listening to these other guests. And then from that, I, for all this jujitsu thing sounds interesting. I might give that a word and I signed up for the jujitsu class. And then I've been doing that intermittently now for about four years. Um, you know, listening, listening. I could talk all day about the stuff I've learned through him and Audible and all that stuff. But I then <clears throat> heard about this guy called Wim Hof. And he kept talking about him. Oh, it's like Wim Hof. And I was like, the name just sounds so cool. Um, but I never listened to the podcast. It was probably another year before I listened to it. And then I think I actually watched that podcast. And this is the episode 763, something like that, when Wim's first on. Um, and he's got the wolf t-shirt on. And he does the, I think he does the breathing technique there with Joe. Um, and I was like, whoa, this is, this is really exciting. You know, this is crazy. Um, is it real? And I'm, I'm, 
by this point, but I should also say I am terrified of the cold. Um, I used to go on holiday with the family to Canary Islands and they had two, two pools. One was a chlorine pool, one was a salt pool. I could never get in the salt pool because it wasn't heated in bloody, uh, you know, Grand Canaria. It was too cold for me to jump in, jump out. And I had this story in my head that I just couldn't go into the cold. I'm one of those people that just can't handle the cold. And that's just the way it is. And that's okay. Um, so anyway, marriages kind of come into that point where we're going our separate ways. Um, sold the house, had a little bit of money. I just thought, do you know what? He, I think he does courses. And I, I Googled, oh, there's some spaces left in, in Poland in like two months' time. I'm, I'm going to do it. And I, I, I just had this kind of, uh, you know, whatever you want to call it, this feeling like I have to go and do this course. And booked it, booked the fly, uh, flights, flew out to Poland, took a bus to Prague, met with these 60 other people. Haven't done anything like this since school, you know, where you're in a big group of strangers. Um, so suddenly I'm at this kind of heightened sense of, I need to be on, I need to be making conversation, I need to be friendly, I need to be charming, I need to, you know, bond with these people, I'll be stuck with them for, you know, the next five, six days, I need to, you know, I can't just sit here quiet, but everybody was in that state, so suddenly you're just making friends everywhere. We get on this bus, I think it's two or three hours to, to um, uh, the, mat, the foothills of Śnieżka, uh, which is near the Czech border in Poland, so we're crossing back into the, the Polish side. Um, and yeah, just five, six days. Wim comes in late that night. He's really exhausted. He's been filming some sort of commercial for a Japanese, I think, chewing gum company. And he's, you know, shouts at us a little bit. We're gonna have a great time together, guys. And he says, good night and goes to bed. And then just over that week, just things started to change. I started to do the breathing on day one. Um, you know, not much, just a little bit to acclimate to it. We went into some frozen lakes, did some press-ups outside in the cold. It's bloody freezing in, in Poland in November as well, especially down near the, the Czech-Prague border. Um, uh, and from there, um, that first night, and I've told this story many times, but uh, we go to Wim's house. Um, and it, it's this thing where it's a little log cabin with a sauna. And outside is a very slippery slope uh, with an ice bath that they've built. Almost by hand, it looks like, is this thing. And there's no lights out there. There's no UK health and safety going on. There's just this ice bath. And it's like, right, let's get a few of you in there. And I made this conscious decision. I'm going to be the first one in because if I don't, I'll check it out. Uh, a long story short, I did it once, I was so tense, hated it. I went into the sauna and everyone was going in and out, in and out. And they're like, I've been in four times, I've been in five times, I've been in seven times. How many times have you been in? I've been in, I've been in once. And I, and I just went through this phase of, I, I think I need to go home. This isn't for me. I can't do this. I'm not for the cold. This is ridiculous. Look at all these bloody athletes around me. And then just something happened where I had this conversation. I'm really out of my comfort zone. I don't know these people. You know, I don't know what's going on with this cold. It's terrifying. And I was like, I'm going to do, I'm going to do it one more time. Even if it's awful, I'll do it one more time. And if I don't like it, I can pack my bags, go to the airport and you know, call it a day. And the second time I went in and something happened where I went from this to this and I let the blood flow. And just breathing nice and gently. And it was like having a warm bath. I know as ridiculous as that sounds, you know, there was ice everywhere, it's freezing. And I almost couldn't, you know, I, I feel like I died that night a little bit and I was reborn. It was so cheesy to say that, but I was reborn in this way of, you know, I, I'm somebody that can handle the cold. I can somebody that can handle the ice. And I think I did like three or four minutes, uh, maybe not even as much as that the first time, but by about the fifth or sixth time, I was doing the five minutes and uh, back in the sauna. And, and back in and that was really that the mind shift for me and from that moment 
uh, many other things happened. I, I then went across Spain and done, done El Camino. So I took a sabbatical and, and walked across Spain. Again, would not think I'm the sort of person that has the physiology to be able to do that. Had this story that I'm not strong enough to do those sort of things with a backpack for you know, 35 days. And then I went to Tony Robbins in 2018. And then a week later, less than a week later, I quit my job, that 15 year um, corporate wow. job. I handed my notes in and did this visualization exercise, which is funny because I'm in the middle of the Tony Robbins UPW right now. He's doing a virtual one. So it's lovely to go back into that. I was in that last night and back in it again today. Um, and it's been a lovely refresher, but you do this visualization exercise and you ask yourself these questions. If I don't change some of the things I don't like about myself right now, how will that manifest in five years? What will be the things that I'm thinking about in five years and where will I be if I don't change? And then you say, what will that look like in 10 years? And, he, and it's, you know, it's, it's, everyone's crying all around you. Ah, everyone's screaming because he really gets you to kind of get those emotions up old Tony. Um, and he goes, right, what are the things you need to change? And it just kept coming up. You need to leave your job and you need to go traveling because you've been saying that since you were 19 and now you're 35 and you haven't done it and you need to do it. So within a week, went to my boss, I think I was a bit teary. I was like, I need to quit. I need to go traveling. And we had a lovely conversation. And I gave a six months notice, which I think was part of me trying to get out of it. Um, and I didn't. I had so much resistance. So anybody that's thinking of doing something like going traveling, um, you will come across incredible resistance in your own mind going, this is a bad decision. You shouldn't do this. Cool. Anyway, I did all of that. I got through those six months, said goodbye to everybody that I worked with for 15 years. Got a one-way ticket with my girlfriend out of the country. Didn't really plan where we were going to end up. Sold the car, sold the sofa, sold the, uh, you know, everything we had, really. We didn't have a bed. We were sleeping on my brother's floor before we flew out. You know, 35, nothing's left, just a, a pot of savings. And we don't know when we're coming back. Um, and, and, and from there, we just traveled. I, I was doing some stuff on YouTube. But really, just for me, uh, the breathing exercises I initially put on there was just so I could practice. And I didn't have to have my phone, you know, didn't have to have a recording on my phone. I could just find my YouTube anywhere. And then people started to view and view. And I thought, oh, maybe I should do a couple more breathing exercises. Um, and then I thought, well, why don't I look at other things other than Wim Hof? And then, you know, started looking at the pranayamas. Then I went to Bali, spent a month in Bali, learning some of these pranayamas, spent time with different yoga instructors and learning different breathing techniques there as well. Uh, did a load of Kundalini, which is bloody incredible. Really enjoyed the Kundalini. A lot of breathing with yoga and twisting. Um, did a, a cacao ceremony there as well, which is, again, really interesting, bizarre experience with a cup of hot chocolate, but I'm, I'm really doing it a, a dis, uh, disservice because it's a, a wonderful couple of hours ceremony where you kind of freestyle dancing and celebrating cacao and all these things and anyway i get to this point now where i release a video once a week um i, I try and find a different breathing technique i try and learn all about it i practice it uh, i'll mix things up on the channel so the guys get an experience of something that's maybe a bit heavy and then something that's a bit soft uh, box breathing for example is something i absolutely adore five seven eight technique as well uh, and these are things i practice because they help me sleep at night and, and help me relax and very very recently i'll i'll, I'll hand back over in a second because i appreciate I, I am now rambling but um i i wanted to do it i wanted to learn the science of breathing because i remember i i feel like i've learned the experience of it I'm feeling it and I know something's going on here, but I, I can't really demonstrate what's going on scientifically. And I think I said to you before the podcast started, I very much say I'm a learner and, and I'm a student of breath work. And I think anybody that says they know it all, I, I'm always a bit wary of that because we're all learning all the time. Uh, and I came across Patrick McEwen on, I think, London Real. Um, and Patrick McEwen wrote The Oxygen Advantage, a fantastic book, but it's, it's very science heavy. And I thought, oh, this is interesting. And he does a breathwork course and it's, it's not ridiculously expensive either. And it's an instructor's course. And I thought, you know what? I'm in lockdown. 
this is a great opportunity to, to learn this. And it was a six week course, something like that with Patrick on zoom three nights a week. And he's just going through the science, the method, the methods, the different breathing exercises, the importance of nasal breathing. Um, and at the end of it, you go through a huge test. It's something like, I think, 100 questions, 88 questions. And they're really science heavy as well. And you can't just Google the answers. You have to look through your notes, remember what you've learned, have a crack at it. And I think there's sometimes six or seven answers and some of them are very similar as well. So you really need to understand a bit more about the science. Um, so I did all of that. Um, and that's really got me where I am today. And, and then very, very recently, I've just started this podcast. So interviewing people like yourself, we've had Patrick on there. Uh, we have Neeraj from Soma, which I think we'll talk about in a second. But it's been this experience. If I just go back to the Wim Hof thing, that moment sitting in the sauna, that's something clicked where it's like, you can go out of your comfort zone and you're not going to die. You're going to be okay. And it's just that thing that clicked for me, probably similar to the experience that happened with you. like, enough's enough. You are where you are today, but actually there's so much more out there. Uh, and that, okay. that is, is the story of, of kind of where I have got to today and, and the comfort zone metaphor, but, I guess. But isn't that funny, you know, because lots of people will be listening to this at a point where we were previously. And they'll be looking for inspiration and they might get some inspiration from this, but they might watch something else and then something else, then something else. Then suddenly something will click, something will resonate and it will slap them in the face and it will make them do one thing. And hopefully that one thing will be, if it's going to make them change, it will mm. be getting typically, as David Goggins often talks about, getting comfortable with being uncomfortable. Yes. That's the thing that causes change and causes you to act and think differently. And that's what's happened, obviously, to both of us. You know, mm. for you are sat in the sauna thinking, there's no way I'm going to go back in the cold. Mm. But you made yourself do it for whatever reason. doesn't matter what it is. Mm. But by doing that, you then had this experience where I was talking to a couple of Wim Hof instructors at Primal Being, based in Sherbourne, lovely people. And um, Kat, the lady, she was saying that what's really interesting is that quite often men get into the ice baths. Men being men, we often physicalize uh, how we deal with things. And so a lot of these men were, you know, muscular men, etc., And so therefore they really tried to grip and, you know, just um, use their, you know, the physical part of their body to deal with the cold. Yeah, I can last longer than you. That kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. And she said, what was interesting is obviously the women were much better at just going, okay, fine, let's just relax into it. Mm. And therefore I'm generalizing, but, you know, she was saying that the women at that point were much better at dealing with the cold because they, they switched on quicker to just uh, relaxing and going with the flow. Mm, and that's what obviously what happened to you, isn't it? Mm. That second time you went in there, you thought, right, whatever it is, again, who knows what that trigger was, but something mm. happened that caused you to relax. Mm. And you can apply that mindset, I think, to much of good things. So I'm just switching... That it seemed to be going out of focus, wasn't it? Um, you can apply that, I think, that rule to much of how you conduct your life. Mm. Because the more you obviously get into the flow, or the more you relax into things, the better they are likely to go. Um, and the great thing about all the tools that we now have, and we will, con and I've, I love what you said there about um, a student of learning. Um, uh, for me, I'm exactly the same. You know, the whole point of, of evolution of Dave is that it's a journey. Mm -hmm. And I'm quite often saying to the camera, 
at no point do I ever think I will say to you, I've got it all figured out. I definitely do not have it all figured out. And I, I see this as a lifelong journey. And that's the exciting thing about it. I don't want to figure it all out. I don't want to get to a point where I go, hey, there you go. I've reached that samadhi, you know, that, that sort of um, Indian pranayamic state. I, I don't want to get to that point. Mm. I want to keep learning and figuring stuff out through mistakes um, uh, or not mistakes, learning experiences. Yes. Um, so yeah, we all have these tools and these tools now we keep collecting. I call them my armory and I can turn to them in certain situations. And going back to that calm state that we all want to be in, in certain situations, I can, you know, I've got tools now that I can just go, right, I'm going to use this and that will put me in this state in order to deal with that, that thing, whatever that thing might be. And mm -hmm. I would imagine you're the same now that you've done the oxygen advantage. When I, I, I read that, um, I think I read What Doesn't Kill Us by Scott Carney first, all about Wim Hof. Mm -hmm. Then I read The Oxygen Advantage. And then I started telling people on my YouTube channel about The Oxygen Advantage saying, you need to read both. Mm -hmm. um, because quite often there's uh, conflicting information and contradictory information between The Wim Hof and The Oxygen Advantage. Yeah. But that's why you need to read both. And people kept asking me questions on the comments, you know, but surely you shouldn't read this over this because this one tells you to do this. And Patrick talks about the fact that you can't breathe through your mouth and blah, blah, blah. And I said, exactly. Yeah. Read it all. Nobody's going to tell you exactly what the right answers are. You need to read all of it to make your own decision mm -hmm. about what's right for you. But we know that we should, I mean, you've spoken to James and uh, James Nestor of breath, and we know how important this conk mm -hmm. is. There's a reason why this is stuck mm -hmm. on the end of our nose. Some have got bigger ones than others, but at the end of the day, this is here for a reason. Even though we have, as James has put it, we've dis-evolved, haven't we, yes. over the years? Yeah. Interesting mm. stuff, though, eh? It's, um, yeah, it's, uh, the, the, this toolkit is very interesting because uh, uh, for me, it's always it's almost instinctive now. It's like, right, I, I need to, so just before this podcast, I'm, like, right, I'm going to stand up, I'm going to get some good posture, I'm going to take a few breaths and I'm going to get myself in that mode because, you know, I want to be on camera, I want to come across nice, I want to do good service for you and for the viewers. So, you know, I have that toolkit and before bed, it's like, right, I want to get out of my head. I'm not going to stare at my phone. Uh, I'm going to just take some really slow breaths in through the nose, out through the nose. I'm going to focus on the warm air coming in, uh, the cooler air coming in, sorry, and the slightly warmer air coming out. Um, and, you know, there's almost a resistance sometimes to do that, I've noticed. But the minute I start to put myself in that, that mode and go, no, no, brain, it's time for you now to be quiet, um, it really doesn't take me very long. And I've always been somebody that, that, that struggles to, to sleep. So that's, uh, that's been a, a lovely find for me. Um, you what take I find, your mouth up? I, I've done it a couple of times. Yeah, I, I, I did it and I had more moisture. But I, I, I think I've almost got the problem where I clench too much at night. So I think I've almost got the problem where I probably need to work out more ways to relax because I don't, and again, this is so ridiculous to say, I don't think I sleep with my mouth open, but then probably we all think that. Um, so I, I have done it a couple of times, actually. What about yourself? Have you, have you, do you do mm. that very often? Well, I, I did it after reading The Oxygen Advantage. And then I only did it for a short period of time and I arrogantly thought that's it that's me sorted I no longer breathe through my mouth at night mm. then I had a bout of hay fever this year that because I, I, I now do a, a part-time gardening job and this puts me in the front line with some allergens only for a short period of time in the year my hay fever previously dissipated so I didn't really notice it so much 
but because this year I'm at the, at the firing line, um, I had a couple of weeks of, of really severe um, sort of blocked nose, blah, blah, blah. So at night, clearly I was breathing through my mouth and I then thought, oh yeah, I, I can really sense a big difference. And I realize now that I'm probably doing it more often than I thought. So since then, I've been taping it up. The main thing that I've noticed is I definitely have a calmer sleep, which again makes sense. You know, by breathing through this, you're, you're, get, you're getting a much more parasympathetic derived uh, breathing pattern. Mm -hmm. and, and you've probably told your listeners and, uh, about this before, but sympathetic obviously is all to do with um, uh, the fight flight reactions in your autonomic nervous system. And the parasympathetic is all to do with calm, digest, rest, etc. And so the other thing I noticed is that my dreams have changed. Mm -hmm. uh, and oddly, it's not like my dreams have become calm. They've become more lucid, more vivid, but also quite adventurous. Um, so I seem to be going on these adventurous journeys uh, now that I take my mouth up. So wow, uh, very cool. What's, uh, what is interesting is that, so I, I did try, by the way, the hermetically sealed approach. I think James talks about mm. this, where you get the tape and you literally tape it all mm. the way across. And what I did find on that one night that I did it, I woke up. Um, I didn't feel panicked, but I think I woke up in a panic because my brain had said, you're being suffocated. Right. So, uh, and I very quickly sort of took it off. Now I just get a small strip straight down the middle. Uh, I think occasionally what happens is you get this, you know, every now and again, uh, you, you, uh, for yeah. some reason that message is not going to the brain. So you sort mm -hmm. of have a little breathe throughout the side mm -hmm. of your mouth because my wife has told me. Um, <laughs> but for the most part, I think, I am predominantly breathing through my cock. Mm, I need to. Uh, I need to go back and have another crack at that. I think. Um, yeah, because I think the way James Nestor said was a, a Charlie Chaplin size mustache. Yeah. I've obviously got a bit of a, a bit of a beard going on, so it doesn't stick to all this. Um, but yeah, it just leaves a little bit of hair, so you can still yeah. have a little bit of a conversation with your partner when you yeah. when you've got it on, which is which is obviously good. Um, so I just want to talk about something for a second. You said about the, the conflicts in, in breathing, because I think that's that's such an interesting mm. point, and and. Um, when I was doing the, the, the instructor training for uh, Oxygen Advantage, I was constantly asking questions, probably doing Patrick's head in. I was like, well, what's the difference between this and Wim Hof? And, and, you know, what's going on with Wim Hof? And, and a lot of the time he was going, you know what, we don't, we don't know sometimes. Um, and, and he said this actually on the interview I did with him was, um, breathwork people don't tend to be very rich people. And uh, studies cost a lot of money. And there just isn't that many studies. There are some, but there are not that many compared to all the other things that are out there right now. And it's starting to pick up pace. So I, I think it's really interesting to see where we're going to be in like another decade because with things like James Nestor's breath and, and all these sort of things, you know, what, what we're doing. Well, I think what's interesting about that is I think, I think Patrick's changed his stance slightly. I've noticed anyway, mm. because initially both he and a few other people, when they come from very specific uh, breath control, breath understanding backgrounds. They have a tendency, some people, to down other techniques. Yes. I've even noticed it with some people with soma breath. I'm not going to mention names, not, not Niraj, but I have mm. noticed it with some other instructors that wrongly, in my opinion, will state, you only need to do this mm. type of breath work. And I don't think we're there yet. We're not at a point yet where we can confidently say 100% only do this. We might well find, as you say, in 10 years time, that everybody that's been doing the Wim Hof method um, 
is now suffering some poor health. I don't think that's the case because, mm. as we know, Wim Hof uh, method is derived from Tumo and Pranayama, kind of, you know, the combination of both. Those are ancient techniques. If, we, if, if people were suffering ill health because of those, we would have figured that out by now. So we know that I'm, I'm pretty confident that they are perfectly fine to do. But it's, it's like anything in life. Um, everything should be done in kind of small doses. I, there, yeah. There's some on, I remember um, I get asked some silly questions and I've seen these questions as well posed on the Wim Hof uh, Facebook group. I've heard this one guy, he wrote saying, oh, wow, this Wim Hof method breathing is amazing. Today I did it 25 times. Do you think that's okay? And I thought, do I really want to grace that with an answer? But other people did grace it with an answer. And in my mind, I was thinking, come on, for goodness sake, you know, by the very fact that you're asking that question you do that 25 times of yeah. course it's not yeah. a good thing to do mm -hmm. but in the same way you drink a bottle of whiskey of yes. course it's not a good thing to do yes you know many forms of toxicity in our body can if consumed too much cause harm in small doses are actually quite good for you as it's mm -hmm. a bit like stress isn't it mm. that's physiological stress in the form of exercise physical stress or it's um, physiological stress in terms of the breath work, because it, at the end of the day, it is causing a stress on the body. But in small doses, I think, and I say I think, because I don't think anybody knows 100%, I think it is good for you because it causes this adaptation. And, and Patrick yeah. talks about that a lot, doesn't he? Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's really interesting. I think you're right. 10 years time, everybody will know about much of the stuff that we're talking about now. And I also think many people will be doing some of the really simple practices as a part of their daily routine. You know, yes. there'll be people in the corporate world and, and I'm starting to put more of this stuff out actually to my old network. There'll be um, people in the corporate world having a big meeting in five minutes thinking, oh, blimey, I am whacked. I'm yeah. drained. Oh, I know. I'll do this. Yeah. And they'll do a technique before they go into the meeting. Yeah. You know, I yeah. think people, this will become part of our, our language. Yes, uh, I hope so. It's, to use uh, these techniques. I, I tried to do some of this after, I think it was after Tony Robbins, because to Tony Robbins has got the priming technique. I don't know if you, have you, have you mm. come across this, where it's like, yeah, and, and that just gets you in a different state, you know, very, yeah. very quickly. And, and there's no breath holds. It's just in through the nose. I think it's out through the mouth. Yeah. Um, I, I, got my, uh, I got my team to do that when I was in my old corporate job, and they, they just thought I was, I'd gone crazy. It's like, some stuff might come out of your nose, and that's okay. And when Tony <laughs> says that, that's fine. When yeah, you're yeah, in, yeah. A, in a boardroom saying that, it's... Uh, it's but you know they had they had a crack at it. Um, so I, I think for me going back to what you're saying about these uh, these different breathing techniques, um, I uh, and you know these people that the men that would kind of sit through the ice. You know I, I very much was trying to do that. Um, and for me the, the big breathing was the was the thing for me. You know let's let's do the Wim Hof breathing. Let's take loads of air in. And, and there's been a shift this year which has been very much let's just get used to walking around with your mouth closed. Let's go for a bike ride with your mouth closed. Mm. Let's sleep with your mouth closed. You know, all these different things. Uh, you know, I was, I was going up, uh, I'm in Leicestershire and we've got Old John, which is this lovely kind of, I think it's a national park, beautiful park, quite hilly. Yes, you know, strained breathing going up the hill, but with the mouth closed, you know, I'm very mm. conscious. And I'm saying to my girlfriend, you need to close your mouth. Um, I, I think I'm, uh, I'm uh, becoming one of those people that's like constantly, see, as soon as I see a mouth breathe, I'm like, oh, you know, it's, I'm, I'm very conscious of that. Um, but I'm very much now about the gentle breathing, about the nasal breathing. Um, and I will still do some of those bigger breathing techniques, but they're not my daily practice by any stretch. Um, and, um, 
you're talking about hay fever. Uh, we were in a, a water park quite close to here about two weeks ago, maybe three when we had the heat wave and the pollen was going absolutely crazy. Mm. Really stuffy nose, um, blew it, did, didn't, didn't sort it out. And I thought, oh, I'm going to try the, the breath hold technique that Patrick um, does, which is uh, a normal breath in, a normal breath out. You hold your nose. Yeah. And sh shake your head. So there I am walking through this, uh, this water park, looking like a plonker. Mm. doing that um, and I think I did two or three and then suddenly poof, just just everything opened up uh, and it wasn't 100% perfect but it the, the percentage increase from where I was 40 seconds ago was significant enough to go oh okay I can breathe normally again through my nose and it's it's done something now because the pollen was was kind of irritating mm. and closing it up so so I'm very much now about balance and I'm very much about the gentle breathing almost more now than the, the big stuff but what I'm very excited to ask you and talk to you about is Soma because um, I know you've had Niraj on your uh, podcast recently mm. uh, I had him on Friday and he'll go out in a couple of weeks I think on the channel um and I wasn't expecting this because let's do, you know, let's do a breathing exercise towards the end of the end of the interview. I was like, okay. And I've never done anything soma related. So I'm really interested to pick your brains in a second. Uh, but as a man that's been doing, you know, Wim Hof breathing for what, four years on and off. Um, I, I thought, you know, I've, I've experienced all the visuals and, and all that sort of stuff. It doesn't really happen to me anymore. Um, and we did this 22 minute breathing exercise in through the nose, out through the mouth, two in, two out. Great audio. Um, I was on camera, so I was conscious I was on camera. I was like, oh, I don't know how deep I can get with this. And he also said to me, you know, are you the sort of person that passes out easily? And that, that worried me a bit, because I was thinking, I don't think so. But I was just, because, you know, I think you should be lying down, but I was in a chair yeah. and I had all my kit, you know, kids around me. Anyway, 22 minutes of this exercise. <laughs> that would have made for some good viewing. Oh, no, I probably did think that. I thought if I just, you know, pass out, at least there's, you know, there's something I can put online. Um, but luckily that didn't happen. Uh, and at no point did I even feel like I was getting close to passing out. It, yeah. You know, I've done some pretty holotropic-esque stuff. So, yeah. um, so, so it wasn't like that. It was, it was a lovely practice. But I went deeper than I've gone in four years. Interesting. And, and, and I got into something. And I, I, I was so, like... I was having these visuals and they were going crazy and I could see, you know, like a bit of an eye shape. And I've had these things before, but four years ago in Poland with a group of 20 people, mm -hmm. I've never had those experiences alone uh, in front of my computer, listening to some music and stuff. Mm -hmm. And so that's just really excited me. Um, and I really need to get more into Soma. So talk to me about Soma, talk to me about how you got involved in it, what you've learned. Uh, I just love to kind of hear your, your version of what's going on with all this sort of stuff. Cause it's before. super exciting. Um, so yeah, Soma breath, really interesting. So, what had I been doing? So been doing obviously the Wim Hof since 2017. Um, loved it, always have, still do it. And uh, how did I come across? It must have been on YouTube that I came across Soma Breath. It must be. It's funny, isn't it? Because we, we consume all this information and, and we quite often don't really know where it's coming from mm. sometimes. But um, And the reason why I was lured into it initially because I was thinking, well, I've studied various different things. I, um, I studied to be a, a clinical hypnotherapist. I've learned NLP along the way. Um, I've been practicing these different methods in yoga, breath work, calisthenics, all these different things. And this Soma breath, what I really liked was that it, uh, there was a video that obviously had these fractals, um, this very specific breathing, not too dissimilar to the Wim Hof method. 
and at the same time uh within the music that was going on in the background there was isochronic tones which if you don't know i mean i'm sure you do mike but isochronic tones are a bit like binaural beats really the only difference is binaural beats you have to use with headphones uh, because you've got the two different sound frequencies that then create another frequency in, in your brain that that enact uh brainwave patterns delta uh, beta, um, theta etc isochronic tones do exactly the same thing but you just don't need headphones and Niraj has obviously put isochronic tones uh, behind much of his music. And, and you can hear it sometimes, sometimes you can't. So I love the idea of having this very specific music that is almost trance-like mm. and ambient in nature, which I've always liked that kind of music anyway, along with this guided breath work. That for me, I thought, well, this is really interesting. That, that combines some things that I'm really interested in in any way. And when I tried it, like you, I experienced something different. The Wim Hof method is brilliant because in the first three months you have these amazing experiences, but as we discussed before, your body changes mm. and you get less of that neurochemical rush. The Soma breath then uh, created uh, some of that again, that, that caused me to cause some changes in the brain, which I loved. And uh, I realized then that there was a course that you could do and I'm really glad I did it because the, the great thing about the course is that there's a lot of the scientific understanding that goes into it. And uh, it, it really just helped feed more of the knowledge that I now have around breath work. What's interesting is that Soma breath obviously isn't to do with the cold. It's not to do, there is some yoga in it, but it is very much more to do with the breath work as the main part of uh, the program. But it opens up a whole load of different breathing techniques, not only just the differences in rhythm. So Soma Breath, the great thing about it is that, and I think part of the Wim Hof Method is going down this route now by the sounds of it, but the Soma Breath is very specific in that it has you breathing in a rhythm. Mm. And there's something about breathing in a very specific rhythm. In other words, um, two seconds in, four seconds out, or two seconds in, two seconds out, or four seconds in, eight seconds out. When you breathe in a very specific rhythm, that creates this coherence in the body. It helps to balance the autonomic nervous system. The Wim Hof method, again, it's changed, I think. Initially, it was very much more about it almost being a, uh, much more of an inhale through whatever orifice you, you fancy. It, it, there was no kind of protocol, I don't think, initially, was there around? Mm. You must do it through your nose. If you want to do it through your mouth, you can do it through your mouth. Yes. And it was much more of a kind of at a, yeah, you know, much more of a, a Viking-like um, yes. sort of, not <laughs> aggressive, but sort of power breath. And that's what's so good about it. And that's what's so amazing about it, because yeah. those really big, deep inhales and exhales, they, they, of course, create this physiological response. Soma breath is a much calmer way of doing that exact same mm. technique and you get the the rhythmic element of it mm. which makes sense to, to me you know it makes sense that it's going to help balance everything that's going on in in, in the system in, i did a chat um recently and at the end there was a q a it was a zoom conversation with some people and at the end there was a q a and there was this one guy that every now and again i i got a sense because i could see his face that Whenever I was sort of touching on the scientific stuff around this, 
I could see his, his head nodding up and down. And I also mentioned this doctor called Dr. B.M. Hegde, who's an, who do check him out if nobody, mm. if, if you've not heard of him, he's an amazing guy. I think he's in his 80s, maybe 90s, Indian doctor, Western medical trained, but mm-hmm. very much promotes uh, Ayurvedic, pranayama, and these other kind of methods. And he's, he's amazing. Anyway, I mentioned him in the conversation. This guy nodded his head as if to think, as if to say, yeah, I know who he is. Anyway, when he then posed a couple of questions at the end, the way he asked these questions, I thought, oh, crikey, I've got to be on my A game. Mm. He knows something uh, from a medical perspective. Anyway, he asked me this one specific question. He said, do you think, David, that you can control your autonomic nervous system? And I thought, oh, and I'm being tested. I feel like I, feel like I, can, I should plug into Patrick's knowledge. Um, but I then thought, I then said, okay, and I answered it as best as I could, and I said, uh, I think what you can do is balance your autonomic nervous system. As we now know, through, and the Wim Hof method, and Wim Hof has proven this, the stuff that we didn't think that we could control, the autonomic nervous system, we now know that we can affect it. We can change its state. So anyway, I answered it that way. And it turned out he is a British surgeon. Right. So the fact that he was involved in the chat, I thought that's amazing in, in the first instance, because it means that people in the NHS are waking up to these. Mm. Um, but the fact that he's also a surgeon, in other words, you know, he's kind of have come from a, a very specific background. The fact that he's interested in it, I yeah. thought was amazing. Um, so, yeah, what we now know, certainly with the Soma Breath, there's a really good article that people should look up on PubMed called... Um, uh, I think it's something like the benefits of intermittent hypoxia, a matter of dose. It's a really, really good article that pulls together much of the research that have, has been done on intermittent hypoxia. Okay. And you know this, Mike, but for those watching it, the intermittent hypoxia bit comes from the exhale breath hold part. So it's, it's um, changing the oxygen and the CO2 levels in your body. And, and therefore the research that's gone on has looked at the physiological changes and so anyway, this is what Soma Breath is all about. It's, it's very much focused around the science behind this, what we know at the moment. And like you said earlier, I think in 10 years time, we're going to know a lot more about mm. this. Um, but also Soma Breath has uh, these other kind of very quick uh, breath uh, methods very much derived from pranayama. So people from a sort of a specific yoga background may know about this stuff. But let's say, for example, you've had a really big meal then you can simply do um, an inhale and exhale, uh, making sure the exhale is much longer than the inhale. Do that a few times, and that helps to digest your food. Ooh, that's you know. interesting. Um, so it's a really good thing to do. It's a bit like um, Tim Ferriss talking about doing stall squats before you have a big meal. You yes. You're going around Granny's house, and you know she's going to feed yes. you. Yes. And it's going to be tough on your stomach. We do a few stall squats. In other words, literally squats in the loo yeah. whilst nobody else is watching. You'll get the blood flow rushing around your body. You'll be able to digest your food much better. So, you know, it's these sort of little techniques like this that I think are amazing. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, long ramble. But anyway, that's what Soma Breath is all about. Yeah. It's having these, 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 it's adding to your armory. You know, if you do the course, you get these extra tools that are breath work focused that will help help you deal with certain situations, be it an overindulgence of food, be it anxiety, stress, um, requiring more energy, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. It, I, I think for me, you know, already obsessed with breath work, I, I naively thought um, 
I'm, I'm getting to understand the different modalities. And, and then I, it just, it just, it kind of took me off my feet. I just wasn't expecting such an intense experience yeah. and one that I found so sustainable as well. And what I mean by that is with the Wim Hof breathing, I've always found it a bit of a chore to be going through the, the mouth and I can do it. And I always found about, you know, round three, you know, round two or yeah. three of three, I'm really, you know, yeah. and I'm, I'm really like having to consciously make sure I take as much air as I can in. And it really comes a chore. Uh, and with this, it, it just wasn't a chore. Yeah. It was, and I think part of it as well as the psychology of knowing, you should be using your nose more. And I thought, I, I just felt in, instinctively more comfortable because I was yeah. using the nose. So I was like, this is good because I'm using the nose. Um, the music got me into something else as well. So, so I, I, I'm just super excited to, to kind of delve more down the Soma. soma well, and the great thing about it is that it's guided meditation. So I've put three, people can check them out if they want. Um, we were allowed as Soma Breath instructors, I've now qualified. We're, we've been allowed Congrats. to do our own daily dose meditations. So the great thing about Soma Breath is that, yes, you've got the isochronic tones. Yes, you've got this really lovely music. I mean, Niraj is a music producer. He produces yes. loads of music and it's really good stuff. So anyway, he's pumping loads out on his channel. Um, so you've got uh, this amazing music that is already just, it uplifts you. You've got the isochronic tones that changes your brainwave state. Then you've got the breathing. And then on top of that, as a way of combining it all, you've got guided meditation. Yeah. So if people, well, a lot of people find that, you know, you talk to them about meditation, you talk to them about breath work, and they go, yeah, I haven't got any time in the day to do that rubbish. Even though inwardly, they're thinking, this is probably going to be good for me. They mm. genuinely don't think they've got time to do it. Well, here's a blooming good reason to do the summer breath. You, co you combine meditation yeah. with breathing. So you get yeah. two rolled into one. Yes. So do it in the morning. You can't fail to feel happy afterwards, honestly. Yeah. You just, as you say, I think um, uh, it's very easy these days for us to be distracted. It's very easy for us mm. to get turned off by stuff that we know is good for us. And uh, if, if you haven't figured out how to turn that habit into a positive habit that makes you feel good, that you don't need to um, think of beforehand. And, and you know, um, in the, the book Atomic Habits, he talks about this a lot. That Sometimes you need to habit stack, which is where you take a really good habit that you do naturally without thinking subconsciously. And you add another habit that you really want to do, but you at the moment think is a chore. Mm -hmm. together one after the other and you tell yourself that you're going to do it that's how you kind of oh i need to check that book out i've heard a few people mention atomic habits worth okay. it yeah. definitely worth it i mean honestly I, I i could bore you silly with all the amount of books that i've i've uh read over the last three years and that's the other thing that's changed by the way um i i developed very quickly this insatiable appetite for learning mm. i i believe that has come from the intermittent hypoxia there are studies that have shown that spatial memory in particular changes through regular intermittent hypoxia wow um and do you do you read or do you listen or both listen mostly and, yeah, and um initially it was reading so this is good you're not going to see that because of course it's the one going around <laughs> I can see, yeah. that, that is the slight edge by uh by jeff elson uh that is an amazing book mm -hmm. um, anyway so i've got a whole load of here that just sit there but now that i do my little part-time gardening job mm. uh, which is meditative in nature anyway yes you get your hands in the earth so it's really good you get that grounding thing but also if there are times when uh i'm, I'm thinking okay well i've done my meditative bit there's been lovely weeding that garden but uh now i want to start learning then i'll just chuck an audible on and whilst i'm gardening i've also yes. got 
Fantastic. And you're in nature, you're getting vitamin D. Yeah. You're, in, you're, you're getting fresh. You know, I, um, I saw, I think it was only a couple of days ago on the BBC news website, they, they'd linked to uh, a computer visualization of uh, what we're going to look like in 25 years if we continue mm. to work from home. And you can probably already pitch the image. Yeah. Very obese, terrible Holy. posture. Uh, they've lost, people have lost their hair. Yeah. Uh, and all of that, I kind of thought, scary but i you know i try and get out anyway so i'm not not too worried about that um but it was this thing around the eyes the eyes were all black yeah. and they were just destroyed and i realized that i do my i still have a corporate job got a new corporate job love this job um i'll do sort of you know eight, nine, I, <laughs> I do have to say that i, I feel very <laughs> blessed though because just, just quick um uh, a quick uh, probably no one's watching it from my work i'm sure but um i uh left my old corporate job before i went traveling and I thought, I'll never get a job as good as this. I really love this job. And in hindsight, I thought it was okay, that job. But I'm, re I'm really grateful now, especially with the homework. And I've, I've got this, this, this wonderful role where I'm doing a lot of project work. And I get a lot of you know, time to think about things. But anyway, I digress. Um, so I spend eight or nine hours in front of my computer for work. And then I'll normally spend an, at least another one or two doing something to do with YouTube or, or you know, something along that line. So sometimes I'm on that computer for 10 hours a day. And in the past, when I'm in the office, I have my meetings. The meetings are face-to-face. -face. You, know, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll talk to the person next to me. I'll go to the coffee machine. You know, I'll go downstairs and have a meeting. I'll go upstairs and have a meeting. I'll go out on my lunch break. And so my eyes are constantly adapting to all these different things. Whereas now, every blinking meeting is on that screen. Yeah. Uh, and I realized it, it was like a lightning bolt. It's like, oh no, you're, you are not looking after your eyes because you're spending yep. 10 hours a day in this fixed position. Sometimes even lunch, I think, Do you know what, it's lunchtime now. Let's see what's going on with YouTube while I'm eating my lunch. Because um, me and my partner, she has different lunch breaks to me. Uh, so, so I think from that moment, it's like, right, again, it's another wake up call. I need to get out more. So yeah. uh, I'm going out on my lunch breaks and all that stuff. Well, interestingly, Niraj has created um, something called Chair Guru. Yes which is a Chrome extension. And what's lovely about it is uh, it prompts you every hour and it, and it has this little chime that goes, Chaguru! So it's you know, <laughs> this, this sort of Indian accent. Brilliant. Uh, and it gets you to do different things. It could be just a simple, you know, stretch. Yes. It, it could be, you know. So one of the things I've started doing, I'm bringing stuff into the corporate setting because again, I've, I've got this big network from my previous career. And I know through doing all this stuff that uh, what, we, what, what you're experiencing is now I think going to be the next really big health issue that people are going to face. You know, there's lots of people because of lockdown that are quite happy now working from home. They've gotten used yes. to the routine. They want to continue doing it and they will very easily get sucked into this world. We know already that too much tech is a bad idea clearly. And the only way I can deal with technology now is by having my gardening job. I can't, I can't do five days, six days mm. uh, uh, doing this. I can't do it anymore. Um, so I need this other job in order to counter the negative effects of all this technology. I mean, you've done brilliantly with your glasses, the blue light glasses. That makes a big difference, clearly. People um, quickly. Yeah. Highly recommend these guys. If yeah. you're looking for a way to get your sleep, don't just go for the blue light blockers, go for the blue and green and you'll get something like that. You do look a bit of a plonker, but they do work. Sorry. Yeah. Well, yeah. and also there's another thing, by the way, when you start delving into all this stuff, this rabbit hole of health protocols, you very quickly stop caring <laughs> about That's what true. you look like. That's in the true. village, people know me for wandering around in my shorts and t-shirt throughout the year, even <laughs> in the snow, yeah. um, deliberately, obviously. And I don't do it for the whole day, but you know, when I'm walking the dog, it's shorts and t-shirt. They also know me for 
talking about it because I evangelize about having cold showers in the garden and, and doing all the kind of weird stuff. When you get to that point of not caring, it's a lovely feeling. I genuinely do not care yeah. at all what people think about what I wear, look like, etc., etc. And it's a lovely feeling. Um, where were we going before that, before I got excitable? As I was I just going to say, I, I think you look very well put together. I went to the bank the other day and I had uh, I had a shirt on, shorts, long socks, and, and, and uh, you know, I've got these uh, Vivo barefoot shoes. I don't know if you've mm. seen those. They're fantastic. But again, I thought, oh, I, I, do, I, do, I do still care a little bit, but I do go to the gym with these on from time to time. And, well, I'm, uh, I'm 10 years older than you, so uh, once you get it. to my age, you honestly, <laughs> you care. I, I am caring less and less, yeah. <laughs> um, we were talking about the garden job, weren't we? Uh, and, oh, that's what I was going to say, actually. So after this BBC article, and I, I thought about this, this thing around you know, 10 hours of screen time, awful. And then what do you do after you finish work and you finish your screen time? You watch yeah. bloody TV as well. Yeah, so, exactly. so I think Ben Greenfield talks a lot about you know the technology goes off and they'll do something as a family they'll play guitar they'll go in the garden yeah. and, and, and when I first heard that I wasn't ready to hear that I was like mm, no because screens are awesome Facebook's yeah. awesome YouTube's awesome um, and now I'm getting into that stage of no no real, real life is better I need to find more time to look yeah. at a human and, and all that sort of stuff but no I actually said to, to, to Nina my girlfriend I said I think I need to find a gardening job so it's so funny you said that I said I just Brilliant. something about being outside yeah. digging using your body um yeah. you know socializing a bit with with your customers so, so it's so funny to hear you say cause I, think, I actually think in the same thing which is that would be a wonderful job if you could supplement that with what you do you know yeah. with the rest of the time you know that, that's a win and you life, don't need I experience i went to this company and i said do not look at me as a gardener i have no experience whatsoever if my parents knew i'm coming to an interview <laughs> for a gardening job they would laugh because they are right. gardeners right uh, i have never had green fingers i do not like yeah, it or no, rather did not like it yeah now, of course, I do like it. Yeah. Um, and they were willing to take me on because I think they saw me uh, as somebody that could do all the physical stuff that they can't be bothered to do. In other words, yeah. whenever they say, right, that pile of mud needs to be moved, I go, yep, that's my job. You know, or these hedges need to be cut. Yep, that's my job. Yeah. yeah. I, want, I want the physical exercise. I want to, you know, sometimes uh, I will weed a person's garden and the poor person in the house must think this guy's a nutcase because I will deliberately go into a, three um so a, a press up position so that deliberately i'm putting all my stress on that left hand whilst i weave yeah. and i will move again deliberately because I, yes. I like all these calisthenic stuffs and and stuff rather and and then i'll use my left hand for weeding again in a press up position i can't do it for too long but therefore i know that i'm acting on my core strength yeah. Um, you know, if I'm, if I'm using a hedge trimmer, a petrol hedge trimmer, it's got a bit of weight to it. So therefore I'll start squatting. So I'll, I'll squat down, move up because these hedges are normally pretty tall. And yeah. then I'll, you know, I'll switch arms. And, and so I'm, I'm constantly making sure I'm getting this full body workout because that's mm. what I want. Yes. Um, Fantastic. So yeah, I'd, I'd highly recommend it. Yeah. There's going to be somebody out there that's willing to employ you, even if you don't have any experience. <laughs> I have very little. We've been growing some basil and some coriander on the window ledges. There you um, go. Some, job some of it's done all right. So I think on my CV, I can say I've, I've not killed some plants. So, yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> oh, brilliant. Um, so if we, if we think about how we promote each other then, so uh, how, how can my audience find you? Right. So my YouTube channel, much smaller than yours, uh, is evolution. It's, it's doing Dave. really well though, Dave. I've been really impressed with your journey actually because I started following you about six months ago and it's wonderful to see your audience. You've got a really dedicated following, I must say. So very well, impressed. Thank you. thank you. Yeah, they're a nice bunch. Um, and much of them have, so there's Evolution of Dave, the YouTube channel, and then much of them have then joined my Facebook group, 
which is called the tribe of evolutionaries. And the lovely thing about that is um, you've got lots of people in there from all walks of life, different knowledge backgrounds, all yeah. coming together. A lot of Facebook groups I find can be quite negative initially, or people just slag each other off. This one at the moment, <laughs> at the moment is still hugely positive. People just helping each other out. You know, somebody will say, guys, I've got a problem with this. Have you tried this? And, but it's all to do with um, enhancing your physical men mental health. So there's lots of ideas. It's a really lovely, friendly group. So it's worth, I think, people joining that if they would like. Um, and LinkedIn as well. I'm starting to do a little bit more on there because I am, like I said, bringing much of what I now do into a corporate setting. I think there's yeah. a real value to that. I mean, we've just discussed how much the stuff that we now do would be valuable to people that sit in front of a computer all day. Yes. Uh, so on LinkedIn, just look for David Florence. Uh, and I do have an Instagram, pro Instagram profile, evolution underscore of underscore Dave. I don't do it as much because I'm not a big fan of Instagram anymore. Mm. You know, I, I put stuff on there every now and again, but I don't, I don't know, I'm kind of going off it. But anyway, people can join me on there if they like. <laughs> and I love, do you like the way I promote my stuff? It's yeah. Stuff <laughs> anyway, yeah, there we go. I, I, I too have got a, uh, not a great take a deep breath Insta, uh, Instagram account. It's got a few pictures of me on there with holding a pair of lungs and stuff. So I, I keep thinking, what would be the best thing to add value on, on Instagram? So I haven't quite figured that out yet. Yeah. But uh, for me... Um, Getting naked, you, probably. Well, maybe I don't think people <laughs> want to see that. <laughs> um, so uh, on uh, on YouTube, um, you can find me under Take a Deep Breath. Um, it's all capital. Which is letters. amazing. Let's face it, that is an amazing you. channel. You've done brilliantly with that. Thank, thank you. I've really, I really, it's it. been a wonderful journey, and uh, I feel, feel very honoured and privileged to, to, to run that channel. Um, I think we're almost at fifty thousand subscribers now, which is just ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and I think we're, we're almost hitting seven million views now. So 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 it's yeah, it's, it's wonderful. So if you can, if you. Uh, aren't on there already uh, and you want to go over and subscribe that'd be much appreciated uh we do have a, a facebook group again uh i, I need to do oh, some more stuff on there so if you just uh well it's a page i should say so maybe we need to look at a group there as well um, yeah. but what i will do is i will do a, a plug for a couple of the other youtube channels i've got which are quite new um so i am not a hypnotherapist but my best friend is a hypnotherapist uh, and we run together hypnotherapy unleashed um so that's on youtube um, we're very new. I think we're about 350 subscribers at the moment. Um, we've got about 15 videos on there uh, and we post a new video every week. Um, and there's stuff on there for stress, depression, uh, how to stop smoking, how to stop drinking. Uh, he, he's a fantastic hypnotherapist. Uh, he lives down south in, in Devon, Cornwall. -esque. What's his name? Um, his name is Lester Savage. I think your friends on, uh, on Facebook, actually, because when I, I connected with you, I think you were already mm. connected, maybe, I think. Um, so, so Lester runs, uh, runs Hypnotherapy Unleashed. Um, and I do all the techie stuff. So my background, I've got a degree in film production. So I'm the guy that does the editing and all that sort of stuff. So, so we've got that. So if, you, if you're into that sort of stuff, please, please look at that. And I've just recently started Take a Deep Snooze, um, a play on Take a Deep Breath. So if you, if you type that in, you'll find a little sheep icon. Um, and what that is, that's all white noise videos on YouTube. So uh, people that are struggling to sleep nice. or want to study, or you've got a new baby, or you just, you've got some tinnitus, um, you know, the stuff on there with rain. Um, there's some stuff where I'm in Leicestershire and uh, 
uh, we, we had the, we've got the water park just down the road and it was just chuck it down the rain a little while ago. So I got the camera out and the audio equipment and you've just got sort of 10 hours of, uh, you know, the rain hitting the balcony and a squirrel runs by uh, nice. uh, the balcony. So that's, that's quite nice. There's a lot of natural stuff on there. Um, so yes, yeah, so, so if you can check those out, that'd be wonderful. So yeah, take a deep breath, take a deep snooze and, and hypnotherapy unleashed. Uh, if you are a film producer, um, wouldn't it be great if we got a group of people together in woodland mm. in the round and you and i take people through a breathwork ceremony Ooh, i love that idea. and we film it yes and there will be some panning shots there will be some focus shots on the person guiding the ceremony there'll be this amazing yeah. music in the background there'll be the sound effects of people breathing mm -hmm. wouldn't that make a great video? let's do it and we can do we can do it socially distanced as well can't we if we go outside exactly. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's uh, let's pick that up offline and see how we can make yeah. that happen. And if you're interested in doing something like that, because because I'm Leicestershire, whereabouts are you? Bath. Bath. Okay. So maybe we can pick somewhere in the middle. Yeah. Um, and, and figure something out. That'd be a great yeah. idea. Okay. Yeah. Let's let's. So yes, if if you're interested in in doing that, uh, drop us a comment or an email. Um, and yeah, let's see if we can figure out a way to make that happen in the UK. Yeah. That'd be wonderful. Mm. fantastic all right well david it's, it's been it's been lovely talking to you oh, I'm, really I'm glad nice. we, we finally got to, to do this after yeah, i think it was about here. november we first spoke and let's let's do something like this again yeah in the near i think future. we should i love your journey by the way well done yeah, you too yeah yeah uh, same same you know give each other a nice pat, virtual pat on the back mm, yeah exactly job. i can feel um, it already yeah <laughs> lovely well, 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 well thank you so much and uh, uh thank I'll, you I'll, I'll end the recording there and uh guys thanks for watching and uh see you on the next one ttfn